This is the Seafair Investor Podcast, bringing you the tides of investing and personal finance from to millennial seafarers and alike. I'm your host, Soshin, a full-time seafarer, value investor, and a personal finance enthusiast. Welcome to episode 3, and happy holidays! <laughs> Today's episode, we will be talking about treating your personal finance like having a business, and setting up your own personal financial statement. Let's go! Now, let's say you already know your financial whys. By the way, if you have not listened to the previous episodes, I highly recommend you do so, as the topics are related to each other. <laughs> okay, again, now let's say you already know your financial whys and have set up an emergency fund or in the process of building one. Then congratulations, <laughs> you're already finished with the first step of knowing your financial purpose and securing it with an emergency fund. Now, the second step is knowing what do we have. Do you have a head start in beginning your financial goals? Or how much basically do you have to start with? Because obviously you need to know what your starting position is. Of course, it's not enough to know only the why. You also have to know what you currently have. Sorry for being redundant, but it's kind of the same as preparing for a war. You need to know what your weapons are. <laughs> and treating your personal finance like a business is one way to really prepare you in the battle towards your financial goals. So why treat it like a business? Well, essentially businesses have the financials an important part as financial statements of a business are like a diagnosis or a checkup on how it is doing at that period of time. And applying it to your own personal finances will be really helpful as you will not only have a record of your progress but financial statements can also be a source of inspiration for you to go on. It will be like in a video game where you have these achievements every time you make one. And now why is it important to have this? I mean, yeah, sure, other people get by okay without having a personal financial statement of their own. Yeah, sure, sure, you could, you could be like them, but for me, it's the same as going in blind in your finances. You don't know where you are or at what point of your financial journey you are. In, in relation to this, the one thing I see is people love to do mental accounting. What I mean is, it's not the behavioral bias kind, but the topic should be for another day. But 
I meant it's people just swinging their finances, going cowboy or what else you can call that. They don't track their bank accounts or the expenses physically. It's all inside their heads. The amount and all which could easily make them overspend or frequently overestimate the money they have. I'm not I'm not saying everybody, of course, but most of them. However, this uh, topic actually leans more to to budgeting, but I'll just mention it. It's kind of relevant anyway. Now, how do we start with making your own personal financial statement? I will start first in explaining the whole process and then dissect the individual parts. It will involve some numbers, maybe, but please don't feel anxious if you hate math. I also don't like math. (laughs) So don't worry, we will not be going really technical on this one. As as setting up a personal financial statement is easy enough, I believe, for everyone to do so. Okay, um, first, before anything else, basically the end result of making or calculating your own financial statement is you will get what is called your net worth. Net worth is the overall measure of how much you have now after you deduct everything or anything you owe. It is, I think, the best barometer to check how healthy your financial standing is. Because if your calculation of your net worth comes out negative, it means you owe more than what you have. The goal is to have a positive net worth as that will be your main driver to realize your financial goals. And bear with me as this will make more sense as I explain more. So how to get your net worth? You will only need two things. You need to know what your assets and liabilities are. Because the equation for net worth is assets minus liabilities equals net worth. Let's start with assets. Assets are, in relation to personal finance, a resource that you expect to give you more future value or cash flow. It includes your bank accounts that can range from checking to savings. And, of course, it still provides some teeny tiny bit of cash flow through interest. And, of course, if you put it in a digital bank, it provides better cash flow. Another account that you could put is your investment accounts in brokerage firms or investment banks, a stock portfolio, bonds, time deposits, or even mutual funds. Those are included in your assets because they give out cash flow in terms of dividends or 
they grow in value over time through price appreciation. And lastly, of course, properties and anything of value is included, like jewelries or collectibles and such. The only tricky thing here is knowing the value of these ones. For example, you own a land. It's not easy to get the value of such. Like in stocks where you can see the bid as price right away in your brokerage account. So the advice that I can give you on this is please value it conservatively because we kind of tend to inflate the value of property or even jewelry more than what it really is. Because if you do so, you're only deceiving yourself by inflating the value. And when the time comes that you really need to sell the property, you will only be tricking yourself. So what can be included for properties are the one you rent out, like an apartment or a condo, and perhaps a land also that appreciates value in the long term. The key thing here is it gives out cash flow. And also another thing is that I won't consider as an asset in terms of property is your home. <laughs> I, I know some some people will really say that it should be a part of their net worth because, of course, they deserve it as they paid long mortgages for it. However, do you really want to sell your home when it comes to the worst? I mean, referring back to the definition I said, about assets that it should provide some kind of cash flow and your home really does not give out cash to you unless of course you rent out the other half of your home but most people don't well in the philippines <laughs> and and oftentimes your home is the one that is giving you more expenses and sometimes can even be considered a liability, especially if you're still paying for it. Before I move on to liabilities, I will sum up again what is included for your assets. Bank accounts, investment accounts, and uh, lastly, properties or anything that will appreciate in value over time. Now, Moving on to liabilities. So the simple definition is simply the amount of what you owe. It can be credit card debt, house or car loan, and uh, mortgages. Or basically just anything that you need to pay in the future. I mean, really there's no need to explain more of about liabilities as it is easily understood. So if you owe someone, that's a liability. If also you're paying for an asset, 
like a plot of a land or a property, that is still a liability. Because you still have a responsibility to pay as obviously it's not yours yet. I mean, you can deduct and make the asset and the equity you have you put into the property, but I suggest that you don't unless you want to make your life complicated. So bringing them both, the assets minus liabilities, you will get your net worth. Again, this figure is the measure of your financial wealth. It represents what you own after everything you owe has been paid off. It's kind of simple, isn't it? I mean, I hope you can understand now why it's really important to have your own personal financial statement and knowing your net worth. As again, it is not only a tool to monitor your journey towards your goals, but actually you can also use this in conjunction or at the same time with managing your expenses. Because if you develop a habit of tracking your net worth, you will also naturally be conscious of how you spend your money, which helps in managing your expenses. Now, there are two obvious ways to increase your net worth. It's either you increase your assets or decrease your liabilities. It should only go one way. What I mean is, if yes, you're increasing your assets, but your liabilities are also increasing at the same time, you're not really gaining any more net worth. (laughs) In short, make sure you are not increasing your liabilities at the same pace with your assets. For example, uh, you will grow your assets, sure, by buying a property, but if you take a loan for that property, you are just growing your liabilities also. As increasing your net worth through an asset increase will only work if the increase in assets is greater than the increase in liabilities. The same goes for trying to lower your liabilities. (laughs) A decrease in what you owe has to be greater than a reduction in your assets. I hope I did not lose you there, (laughs) sorry. Now, you might ask where should you put or write your personal financial statement? Well, it can be as uh, simple as in a notebook or a bit complicated like an Excel sheet. As long as you follow the basic equation of assets minus liabilities, you will do fine. <laughs> As for myself, I made a an Excel sheet for it. It's nothing fancy, really. It is um, straightforward and has a basic chart that shows my progress in solid lines and bars. And If you're curious or want to have a copy of the Google Sheet, I provided a link on the description where you can download the template. 
it will be shared to the public. So make sure before you put anything else, make a copy of it and download it. I provided instructions on how to use it also. Uh, next one will be how often should you be making or tracking your net worth. I highly suggest you do it every end of the month as I do also. Not only will you be efficiently tracking on time your net worth, but also as time goes by, you will develop a good habit of handling your finances. The Excel sheet that I provided is already structured in a way that you can do monthly tracking. To wrap the episode, um, I started tracking my net worth almost a year ago, and it has really done wonders to my finances, to be honest. It uh, gave me a clear-headed direction to where I am going financially every month. <laughs> and if I see a chart line of my assets in the Excel sheet going down, it makes me motivated to know why and work work harder for it. And doing this became like a game where I have a tangible goals that I want to reach out. But of course, of course, my life does not revolve around just making money. No one likes a person with a personality only involving money. Now, as the year is wrapping up, I will be contemplating soon more about my finances. It's a kind of a year and tradition that I will be implementing for my finances. So next week, I will be taking a break in making new episodes. Expect a new one by uh, January. And again, as I am ending this episode, if you like the podcast and have not followed, please do. Also, if you want to reach out or let me know your progress and have any specific questions, especially to the Excel sheet that I provided, don't hesitate to send an email to me at soshininvestor at gmail.com. I will put the contact details in the description. Thank you for listening. And again, happy holidays. See you next year.